are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I'm Ted here. Going to have to gonna have to carry the show today. Your lovely co-host is, is soldiering, soldiering through. Well, I'll let you say it if you want to say it, if you just want to say it. Oh, no, I already tweeted about it, so the, the secret's out. <laughs> the secret's out. If you remember a couple, I don't know when it was ago, a couple episodes ago, I took a COVID test live on air, and that was negative. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have I have hit I have hit snake eyes and finally have COVID after two and a half years of not having it. So, it's uh if you've not had it yet, it feels at least mine. It just feels like like a like a bad cold. Well, I'm sure it'll get worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's early. It's early days. It's early days. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, well, we appreciate you soldiering on through this. Uh, of course. We got uh, in, in in a in a in a day with no weeks. We got a lot of DC United news um, to talk about. Um, I think it's been a crazy week. We also then had a TV deal drop. So like we we were debating whether we were actually going to go live yesterday. We're debating it. We're debating it. And uh, unfortunately, John, you got COVID. That we couldn't predict that. No. But we thought, oh man, we really, we really hit the jackpot as far as, <laughs> as far as news goes, um, and in getting this rolled out. Uh, but let's start. We're gonna get, we're gonna get to some of the, some of the sort of more pertinent news, the latest news. But uh, first, let's talk uh, DC United international break. Uh, Edison Flores still a player technically for DC. He was, I think, he was the only one. I was trying to think if there are any other. Um, sort of representatives. I know. Um, I think Estrada might be playing for Ecuador. I didn't. I didn't look them up. The big match of the day was Edison Flores playing for Peru. Uh, subbed on against Australia. Looked really well. Uh, looked really, really good for Australia, uh, for Peru. I uh, really kind of uh, brought the game to them. Um, they do fall on penalties, uh, but a lot of people highlighted that he changed the game. And uh, Matt Doyle with a snide tweet saying, oh, man, he should come to MLS. He's really good. <laughs> uh, to which the response to everybody was groans from pretty much everybody in D.C. He also scored his penalty, right? Um, what's that? He scored his penalty, right? Yep, he did. I actually I saw him step up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're giving him the last penalty. Like, watch him. Watch him miss it. Like, watch him just blow it. And, like, DC's deal with Atlas falls apart. Like, everything just falls apart. Uh, speaking of Atlas, yes, we're going to talk about that coming up. Um, DC United uh, transfer rumors broke uh, with Atlas um, apparently interested in signing Edison Flores. And apparently those talks advanced pretty quickly. This apparently has been working for a long time. Maybe shed some light um, as to why maybe he's been seeing the field more often, keeping him in the shop window, keeping him fit. Keeping healthy. Uh, rumored $2.5 million. I don't think we actually ever got confirmation as to which <laughs> currency that was. I'm going to guess that's Amer- – I, I have a feeling that's American it's dollars. In- um, a lot of people were speculating it was maybe pesos, but I'm thinking that's that has to be American. It's an, I don't, it, I don't it's an XDC, Ted, unfortunately. So it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually going to be around $27, but we'll still take the deal. Yeah, we will. We will. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, – this was something – um, that I do not think uh, we maybe saw coming. Um, it's certainly, I think, a welcome relief. Um, I think you have tweeted uh, extensively about how um, <laughs> don't be surprised if he uh, if he lights it up. Um, and I think I would agree with you there. Uh, but give me, I guess, some of your initial thoughts. Um, obviously, disappointing time for um, Edison Flores here in, in D.C. I don't think it's what anybody expected. He was the richest transfer fee, the most expensive transfer fee. Uh, we'll get to in a minute. They might be breaking that transfer fee. Yep. 
Um, but just give me some of your overall thoughts, uh, what, what you can give on on this uh, on on this departure. Yeah, I think it's interesting. The fan base uh, is kind of understanding. Uh, they're not blaming, and I don't know if we talked about this in the last show. They're kind of understanding that he was a square peg for a round hole, and he didn't make himself be signed, right? Like, he didn't recruit himself. Uh, and he never really worked out. Like, he, his, his style of play wasn't good for the team. Uh, his work rate wasn't good for Losada. He didn't really have a, a position that fit with our formation the way he was playing. So it's just, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough break for him. I'm not sad to see him go at all uh, from a from a resource utilization perspective. Clearly, you want to have a player that's fit and that's making a difference in the game. You know, your sunk cost, like you said, is the transfer fee. Okay, well they missed that. So uh, you could say that that should be a strike too uh, on on decision makers because you can't miss here. Uh, with that amount of money, you can't miss on your world, on your on your team record. Uh, and we'll talk again here in a second about a potential other one. If that one's a miss, then you gotta he's got to be out the door. You can't spend that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm glad that it got done quickly. You know, I think better for everybody that yeah. he moves along. This is not for. Uh, he's not gonna change. He was not gonna automatically get better for this team. So this is this is the way to go. I I think the team probably gave him a few months. You know, they said, "All right, we're going to run you out here. We're going to see if you can show us." And he he did, he did pick up a goal. Um, he's been healthier this year. Injuries plagued him. Um, I, I think it was just, I think it was unfortunate timing. Um, I think I've talked a lot about how I think MLS or sorry, DC United. Uh, I, I feel like they made the right moves, but it was always like a season too late. Um, I contend from the very beginning that Olsen should have been let go after 2019. That. That was over. You then bring on, you know, you bring on Edison Flores. Again, at the time, we were all very excited about the signing. Uh, plays for Olsen for a season. There's COVID. Everything like that happens. Olsen is then fired. You bring in Lasada. Lasada clearly didn't like clearly didn't like him. Um, and now you're 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 stuck with uh, you're stuck with him. You try to play him out. Doesn't work. Uh, it's good to see the team. I think cut bait and realize that this was never going to work. We've seen this team. Uh, time and time again with big signings like this that just don't work out, where they just kind of ride the deal out. Um, and then they, at the very least, they, they've recognized that this this is not working, this is not functioning. Um, it's time to to let them go. Um, even if you lose some money, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's okay because then it opens you up to to make some uh, other uh, some other potential big signings. And uh, it's it's been a refreshing week, and it's kind of jazzed me up after uh, some disappointment. Um, I think so. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, basically according to golf, he's just pending a medical. So he is pretty much, we're going to go ahead and say out the door unless they discover some, you know, degenerative heart condition or something else. Uh, he, Edison Flores will no longer be a player, uh, for DC United. Uh, so that opens up, that opens up a little bit. It opens up two designated player spots at the team. Obviously the other one taken up by taxi Funtas, uh, and the team apparently is getting right to work on that. And I think that is. Probably the most uh, impressive thing about this. Uh, we've kind of gotten accustomed to this team. You know, no news on a Sunday. Maybe they make a, a league-type signing or a free agent-type signing. Uh, but basically, we roll right up until the transfer deadline, and then suddenly we make a splash on somebody. Uh, but the news started early with uh, Sonny Kittle. Sonny Kittle. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, uh, Bundesliga, two Bundesliga team. He's played at Hamburg. Uh, Hamburg had a really good season. They finished third in the two Bundesliga did not make the promotion playoff. That's probably why he is on his way out. I think he's done pretty much everything he can there. Uh, impressive. He has actually, um, he had, uh, 
nine goals and 16 assists. So he's certainly on sort of the provider spectrum. Um, he plays either attacking midfielder. He can also play left winger. So essentially, this is your Flores replacement. He is 29 years old. Uh, so I think sort of seeking that sort of last big contract. Um, and we'll talk about that with another player as well. Uh, John, I, I don't know if you had a chance to really look at this, but give me some. What are some of your overall thoughts um, of uh, Sonny Kittle? And what he might bring to DC United should he come here, and I think he's probably the more sure of the two that we've heard. And there are there are at least other teams. There are a few other teams that were rumored to be interested, but I think they have, may have been cleared away by this point. <clears throat> I think New England was one of them. Kansas City was one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not super excited by this move. It's a similar. This is. I think I talked about this somewhere else on the internet in the last couple weeks or days that. This is the the universe that DC United plays in and has always played in. They're going to be signing people that you have not heard of. Unless you are some sort of hyper food football manager nerd, you weren't watching the Austrian Super League, you weren't watching the Bundesliga 2. Uh you're not going to you're not going to have an opinion on this guy. You're going to watch a sizzle reel and then you're going to have form an opinion. That's just we're not going to sign a player that you watch on a week in week out basis in one of the top leagues in the world. Not going to happen. And that's okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. And I think there's something too to be said about the fact that we're using, you know, DP slots or DP slots, right? There are three of them. And then, you know, you can spend as much as you want on the acquisition of them. But the salaries are, you know, somewhat set as as far as salary cap goes. So you are basically using this money exactly almost exactly what rumored to be what we get for Edison Flores will be what this guy costs from a transfer fee perspective. So net net. No real change there. That's just basically like swap, swap it out. So I think the ceiling for what you can expect maybe for for how, you know, it's hard. To, all we're looking at is the stats in a different league that are hard to port. No eyeballs test really on this and saying like, all right, if this is his, if this is his transfer record or, or rate right now, how, how can we expect that to play in MLS? We have no idea. But, uh, you know, I think you should set your... You should set your expectations accordingly. Maybe Taxi Fon- Taxi Fontas is a more impactful player. Likely, he was at, was more rumored to have more teams after him. I think actually uh, this player also there were some players uh, teams in England that were looking at him as well. I think I saw from like uh, maybe like you know championship sides, not not Premier League sides, but so good. I mean, we don't want Edison Flores, and this is a player we can get in right away, or at least when the window opens, you know, go for it. But I think that the other player is the player we can probably get a little more excited about. Yeah, um, I did want to drop some other. I kind of did some preliminary stats. Looked, uh, he has, he was, he was a big part. I think this is where maybe I'm a little bit more excited. This wasn't, this isn't a guy. I feel like most of the time we kind of sign players that are, you know, either on the outs with their team, a la um, uh, Michael Strada, who was, who was certainly on the outs. Funtas also was had his role reversed, but I think he was still. They wanted his his skill set. I think at the team, I think he was still desired by the team. He just wanted out. Um, but this is a player uh, last season for uh, referring to Sonny to Sonny, thirty seven percent goal participation. So he participated in thirty seven percent of um, of Hamburg's goals. That's that's pretty pretty good. Eighty three percent of minutes and eighty five percent starting. So th- this was a guy who was a a fulcrum of that Hamburg team who had a really really good season at, at two Bundesliga. I'm not going to say two Bundesliga is the greatest league in the world, but I do think it is maybe a step below <coughs> slash possibly on par with what MLS is. 
Uh, so I think that's that's certainly something to take in consideration. Also, um, I did, you know, they're always the sizzle reels. You check out the sizzle reels. They are no indication um, really of what a player is. Uh, but he was their free kick taker, and he did have some goals from the free kick spot. Uh, DC does not have a guy on the field. Edison Flores certainly was it. Uh, right now, their free kick taper is definitely Julian Gressel. Uh, but Gressel is more of a uh, he'll float the ball in from a dead ball spot into someone else to head it in. He won't shoot directly. So I think if he can bring that skill set to the team and DC can maybe get some direct goals off set pieces, uh, that could be a very positive thing. So that was some that that was some interesting. And I, and I can see the math. I, I just think it's on again. It's refreshing to have this team. Before the window even opens, they're already linked with players. They're already looking to bring guys in right at the window opens. This isn't like, uh, you know, we're well, we're, we're going to bring some guys in, but it might be till the later in the window. Um, it's it's very refreshing. Um, we talk about the next guy. This one, I think, is the more exciting of the two signings. Uh, Thomas Henry uh, played for uh, Viencia. Uh, last season, they were relegated to C- Serie B. Uh, the rumor was, I believe, I-, I forget the Twitter account that posted this, that they have a $12 million offer they've played out. So this would absolutely obliterate DC United's transfer <laughs> fee record. Uh, there are other teams interested, Verona uh, and some Premier League clubs. I think I saw Wolverhampton also interested. Uh, his stats for Valencia, 33 appearances, 9 goals, 3 assists. Not an overly impressive mark for like a striker, um, but you know, again, Vincia weren't that good. Uh, he absolutely blew up the league in Belgium. I'm not going to pronounce his team name, <laughs> I tried to get it in the chat, but he has 78 appearances for them, 45 goals, and 12 assists. Uh, they play apparently played a pressing style, uh, and Lasada apparently um, likes the way that this, this particular Belgian team plays and wanted to emulate it. Uh, am I saying that uh, <laughs> DC United might be uh. Uh, punking uh, Lasada a little bit. I'm not not saying that at this point. They stole his the Rolodex. That they've... <laughs> um, but I think this is a um, this is a a sign that I think the team is has an actual scouting network. They have people dedicated to finding players. They probably have a more set ability to negotiate to actually go out and negotiate with players. They're not just kind of the last team to the bowl. They can kind of get out in front. Of some of these teams, um, people have talked about the twelve million dollar offer being more than his value on transfer market, which I believe was somewhere around six million. Um, my my response to that is my response to that is who cares? Honestly, it, it has no impact. It's inflation, maybe it, someday, maybe MLS someday someday MLS might have like actual real salary, and maybe that matters a little bit. Um, but for right now, basically, he will count five hundred thousand dollars on the cap. Uh, and he uh, basically anything else. And also, you, if you want to sign a player like this, you have to pay more than what you have to like. You cannot shortchange this dude. Um, if you've got Premier League club station, they're not going to offer 12 million for him. I guarantee you that. And I think they see him maybe as a depth piece on a lot of these teams or potentially um, a uh, a guy that can bring in. They're going to maybe take a flyer on. They see some skill there, but they're not going to be a team. That is going to rely on him like DC. Right. He comes to DC. He's going to be a starter. He's the man. And, and again, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's the last, it's sort of his last chance. It's sort of a big contract. Um, I think that's what we're seeing with this. So maybe he takes that offer. Uh, certainly he is not, you know, breaking into the French national team. No. Uh, I don't think Kelly Mbappe <laughs> yeah. or uh, Olivier Giroud are going to make are going to make room are going to make room for him. Um, so that's not really in the picture. You're not looking to move to a Premier League side to make yourself more attractive there. Um, so I, I think that I think we're I think if they make this deal, this would be a, a massive signing. They would fill three DP slots. Something I think 
that was my biggest fear with the Flores signing was, well, who, what, now you got to find another designated player. Uh, it seems like they've been kind of having this in the works, and it's honestly, it's refreshing to see. So um, I talked a lot. I'm trying to give you the rest, John, but uh, any thoughts on on Thomas Henry and what you think of him? Yeah. And uh, what what are you excited for him? I, I, am, I am somewhat excited uh, for him. I think that, you know, it's a... It's, I think it's humbling when uh, you look at the teams that we're competing against. Hellas Verona is not an Italian powerhouse. And that's like, and they're, yeah. and they're like, we'll offer you half of what DC United will pay you. And we're like, we'll double it. Please come to us. <laughs> so it sort of it le- it lets you know your pecking order is sort of in the world. And again, reinforces where you're shopping, you know, what your, what your possibilities are. And that's fine. Um, like you said, if you went to Wolves, he is not there to, uh, he's not there to, <laughs> He's sorry. I'm I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm, uh, Brian has put a COVID positive bubble above my head. I appreciate that on the stream. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I I think that this he would be the man. He would come in here. I think very similar to uh, his team uh, in Italy. This is not an offensive powerhouse. Although when things are clicking, a la Ola Kamara, opportunities will be provided for him. Probably much more than much more than you know. Uh, Vicenza was Vicenza was playing, you know, they were looking for spot 16 from the start of the season, right? Uh, yeah. The one thing that they had going for them were their jerseys, and maybe we can figure out a way to like get some of those jerseys sent over with him as like a as like a make weight <laughs> in the deal. But yeah, you know, I'm happy to see them wanting to spend that much money. You mentioned Giroud. Would I rather see a 35 or 36 year old Giroud? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I de- I absolutely would. Uh, a 40. 40- a forty-four-year-old Thierry Henry. Yeah, I maybe would. I think that would be funny. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm glad that we're like the most important thing is the thing you said. They're going to fill all three spots. They were never going to fill all three spots with prime-age Thierry Henry. So this is this is at least, you know, we got to meet each other halfway. <laughs> the team, there's the team and its pocketbook, and us and our expectations, and we've got to meet in the middle and just be happy where we're at. So. You know, I, I we'll see where. It, also, it should be clear none of these things have happened yet. So let's, well, uh, yeah, optimi- optimism reigns here, and I think that's the best way to be because I think you had said what somebody tweeted at us like, "What if they don't happen?" And you said, "I'm ready to be hurt again." Because yeah, let's let's hope that they do happen. <laughs> like, what's why would we not want to do that? Yeah, and I think you know, I think with Henri, I'm sure it's it's a possibility. Obviously, the call of you know staying in a top flight European league is still you know from that perspective is still probably something maybe he still wants to look at. Um, but I think the money is also um, something that's also applicable. So it's it's almost about what he values as, as a player. Money does he want that last paid? Right, money and the chance to be the man. Right, like he's not going to yeah. be the man anywhere else. Like you, you made a point. Like this is his last big contract. If I'm 29 and I have no chance of making it into 27, 27, 27 by the way. So oh, yeah. even still, if I'm not 22 and I'm not going to break into the French national team, unless I just really love living in a country like Italy or France, and that's fine, and that's totally legit if that's what you'd rather do. I want to go be a star, right? I want to go, to, I want to go mm-hmm. like light it up in a league that I feel like maybe I'm a little better than, and and you know feel good about myself and have a good career and have people remember me. And I, I mean, that's that's what I would do. So think about it, Henri. Yeah. Think about it. Yep. 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 Um, by the way, if you want to know, he he is an out and out goal scorer, center forward. He is a um, target target man. Uh, he is tall. Uh, will jump for headers. I think the team probably envisions him as a guy who will be supplied the ball by Taxi, along with Taxi scoring. Uh, and obviously, you've got uh, your wing back and Julian Gressel, um, 
floating some tantalizing balls over the top for him to head the ball in. So I think that's what we can expect from if the team signs him again. This is all theoretical. I'm going to go and say I think Sonny Kittle, based on what we're hearing with sources, probably I want to go ahead and say that's about an 80% chance that one gets down through the door. Um, I think it sounds like he sources are saying he's like either showing up for a medical tomorrow or he it's very close to being done. So I think that one is very much almost over the line. The Henri one, I'm sure they they've had the offer, they've made the contract. Maybe they're still in discussions about what they can do, uh, how much they can offer him. Um, I would say that, but that one is it, it could very well easily fall. I'd say that one is probably mo- more likely to fall apart. Um, he also might, you know, he might be using it uh, for leverage. I would not be surprised either. There, hey. DC is offering me twelve million. What you can you do? You don't have to get all the way there, but just get a little closer. Uh, could also be the case there as well. Um, but that's it for. Oh, also um, before I forget, uh, Yao apparently on his way to Belgium, and I forget the team name. Um, or at least talks have continued. There's been no progress according to Steve, Stephen Golf in that regard. Um, but an interesting move, and I did want to touch on that because this is almost uh, almost reminiscent of what we saw with Chris Durkin, yep. um, a guy who's struggled to break through the lineup, um, a guy who hasn't uh, been able to really really find a footing. Um, but apparently the team wants to show that. And I think this is also a message that, hey, you know, just because it's not working here, if we think you're talented and other teams interested, you know, we're willing to listen. Uh, Westerloo is the team, uh, I believe, out in Belgium that are interested in his services. I imagine it would probably be around the $1 million, I think I heard $550,000. Uh, so, again, not a huge amount for him. Uh, but I think it is it is a it is a good sign that the team you don't have to be a breakout star at DC United to go and get <coughs> interested in, and to get sold. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I, th- I think it's it's it sounds like it possibly could happen. Uh, but maybe with the maybe with Flores leaving, depending on how quick Kit, Kittle gets in there, maybe he gets some opportunities and maybe he wants to stick around for a little bit. I think he wants um, I think he wants it right. Like, I think he I think he's realizing that oh, he's yeah. a little bit stuck. And he's getting opportunities this year more than he has in the past, but it's just he's just not able to impact the game the way he wants. He's somebody tweeted this. He's too good for USL. You see the way he outclasses that when he's there, but he can't make an impression at MLS. So I think he's smart to make this move. And you know, yeah. the, there's a long line of players who have left and have come back, either for good reasons or for bad. Yeah, you got players like Ian Harks, who's the the player of the is player of the year for the whole league or just for his team. I think just for his team. Either way, a player who was sort of in a similar position, starting a handful of games a year, buried in the depth chart, young, and wanted to play. And this is, you know, great. Good for him. I I hope this works out for him. Like you said, not a big amount of money. Probably covers, like, what the team spent on his development. So... it, they might honestly view it as like, uh, here's a way for us to get some quick gam into the, you know, $500,000 worth of gam into our pocketbooks that will help cover our contracts. And hey, you know what? That's that's honestly not a bad way to to look at it. And that was the rumor at the beginning of the year, right? We were all concerned about, I mean, that was the, the, the scuttlebutt was like, we're in a salary cap jam here. So I think there's some, you might be right there. This might be like, all right, well. We'll get a little bit. It's worth it's particularly as a homegrown too. I believe I've, I'm I'm not acquainted anymore yeah. with the specifics, but I think you get more uh, for selling your homegrowns, hundred percent. And I think it's you know it's it's a good it's a good it's a good way to show to to academy kids you're trying to sign that you know you you don't have to blow like don't think you're taking a risk here where 
if you think we're talented, we think you're talented, but hey, it's not working out here. We'll we'll find you, you know, and your team, PN team is interested in you. We're not just going to hold you back and say, no, we, he needs to show up for us. Like, we'll go ahead and move you. Uh, you know, we'll take a, a large percentage of your next transfer if you blow up. I'm sure that's going to be a part of this deal. Um, but I think I think that's a that's an important thing to show. All right, this is where we're gonna I think move on from that. Uh, we got a game next week, got actual DC games to talk about next week. You can't forget. Uh, but let's hold on, Ted. It. We can't forget. John Kempen was loaned to San San Diego. Uh, oh, loyal. Right. Can't forget right. that. John Kempen. John Kempen. <laughs> I got his clean sheet uh, in his first appearance for San Diego. So that's there's that. And also Bill Hamid. Uh, I will make sure that the producer Brian shares the link. Had a interesting interview in a local DC magazine. Uh, with a very, you know, awesome cover spread where he's shirtless and lounging. So check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, some interesting things about sort of what he what he wants his immediate future to be. Ted, that wasn't where you were going next, yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> that was not Good. where I was going Good. next. I was already I I, yeah. I I literally splashed this outline together. Um, I was going next to the big MLS related oh, yes. story. We finally have a new. I, I wrote TV deal. It's not a TV <clears> deal. It is a it is a marketing or bright steel. Uh, for the for the league, uh, they will be moving exclusively. Well, exclusively, we can say exclusively, uh, exclusively to Apple TV Plus next season. Uh, they will Apple TV Plus will be getting all the games. Uh, I think MLS Cup might be the one where it might be alternating between Apple TV Plus and um, uh, and ESPN. Apparently, was the rumor. Uh, Two point five billion dollars over ten years. Two hundred fifty million dollars, and this is a apparently a global deal. Uh, so everyone, I'm assuming everyone in the world where there is Apple TV Plus uh, will be able to sign up and will be able to pay money <clears> for this league. I think that's a very interesting, um, I think that's a very appealing aspect for Apple in this deal where I think they could, a lot of people have said, well, are they gonna actually going to make any money or they're going to make their money back on this? Um, I think this is about uh, opening up, uh, I think this is about opening up the brand. I think this is also a a message to other sports leagues to the rest of, you know, and I, I guarantee you MLB, NHL, NBA, they are all paying attention to this and, and what might happen to this. If this increases MLS's market share, if this works out really well, if this blows up, you're going to see ESPN, you're going to see CBS with Paramount Plus, maybe start to look at this. Uh, and if I am a RSN, I'm regional sports network owner, I am very nervous um, because this is, might be sort of the beginning of the end. Uh, for for regional sports networks, uh, this will include Leagues Cup, MLS Next Pro, uh, starting next season, games in English, Spanish, and French, which I think is a very good thing. And soon Portuguese. Uh, there are no, yes, and Portuguese in twenty twenty five, I believe, was what they were what they were aiming for there. Uh, no more blackouts, probably the biggest thing this game. Yes, there will still be potentially games on ESPN. I think ESPN and Univision. But all those games will not, they will not have the exclusive rights. So they're probably going to get like a smaller fee for those games. Uh, but I think that is, so you literally, you do not have to have cable to watch MLS. You just need Apple TV plus. Um, so that I think is a, is a major thing. All games in 1080p. We've heard numerous people complain about the quality over at ESPN. <clears throat> um, so I think this will be, this will be a good thing. Uh, and I, uh, they're apparently going to hire broadcasters. Uh, there will be apparently a simulcast option for if you have a team that does local radio, you'll basically be able to simulcast that. Um, so I think this opens up, I guess, one of the biggest fears I had with moving to this more model was that a lot of your local broadcasters, um, the guy there, there are some that are better than others. Uh, we love Dave Johnson. Your Marcelo, your Marcelo Balboa's, for instance, of altitude tv you might lose him 
Yeah, um, but you're talking. Um, you're also talking. Um, uh, who's the guy? Brian Dunseth does a really good job for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I love listening to him. Um, obviously, uh, New York uh, has uh, Steve Kangelowski and um, I can't remember. I'm losing the color commentator's name. The goalie the guy used to play goalkeeper for the yeah, yeah for the Cosmos. Chet Messing. Chet Messing. There it we is. We got it at the same yeah, time. There it is. Got it. Oh, he is certainly an iconic voice. There aren't a lot of iconic voices yeah. in MLS announcing, uh, particularly in color commentary, and he is that. I don't like yeah. him, but he's but he's iconic. I think I think if I am MLS, I am strongly encouraging. I, I do think there needs to be a local broadcaster like Dave. Like I watch DC games. It's going to be real weird if I'm I'm getting like whatever one of the 10 or 14 like broadcasters that are watching the game on the monitor versus the guy who's actually in the stadium. Um, I've understood that, you know, I think they do this for some other sports. So maybe the sync might not be quite right. Doesn't matter to me. I want Dave Johnson. Uh, he has been my dc united broadcaster since i was a kid and i hope i hope they work out something i i hope it doesn't have to be like it has to be on linear radio where or some sort of online i hope they can say look if you just want to put your games on your website Mm -hmm. online your radio we'll just pick up that feed um so i'll be curious to see what happens with dave i know dave is somebody who uh, i think it's pretty clear money (laughs) money hasn't mattered to him about doing this broadcast i'm sure he still wants to get paid but i think he just loves doing it so um, definitely want to see him um, back there. Big thing about this too: games are now set Saturday and Wednesday because this is on Apple TV Plus. Uh, there this will be some exceptions, yeah. But basically, you can you can know that Saturday evening, you know, let's say you know eight o'clock, ten o'clock Eastern games at eight, ten o'clock games at ten. There will also apparently be a whip around show, and I am over the moon with that prospect. Um, I have like watched, you know, sat on my TV. I do the Apple TV with the four screens, uh, but I guarantee you I will pick this option. If, if there's not a DC game that I want to watch and there's just some other, you know, MLS games that I want to, you know, watch or, t- or, you know, have on the screen, I will turn on this broadcast because they will literally just switch over to the goals. It'll show the highlights. Um, and uh, big thing to uh, <coughs> possible uh, ancillary content. So original content, which I think is huge. Uh, my big hope, my big hope with the, original content is that the they put this on sort of the apple tv version of the of the the sort of where you watch ted lasso and everything like that so people stumble across it and they say hey oh here's they're doing a profile i'm you know out here in dc and they're doing a profile <laughs> on thomas Henri, or they're doing a profile on um on taxi funtas and uh you know here's and then i watch this oh wow that, that was an entertaining here's a storyline i can follow about this team um, and then they, uh, you know, then they say, Hey, if you want to watch the team play, you know, for an extra, you know, we'll give you a discounted rate. You bundle your Apple TV with the MLS subscription and you can watch them play along with getting more of this great content. Um, so I hope, I hope that is maybe part of this where they're pushing it out to maybe where they might be some more. And this isn't just, you have to buy the MLS part of the subscription, but, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't been following, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, uh, John Hoffman turned me on to Drive to Survive with F1, um, which has now got me F1. I actually watched, like, woke up to watch the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um, it does an excellent job of making you, like, care and, like, learning all the different politics and everything that goes into F1. So uh, I think MLS needs something like this, absolutely. So um, I've talked enough, I think, John, giving you giving you your rest, but anything you want to add? Any thoughts you want to yeah, bring have, on this? I have a lot of thoughts on this. So first of all, if, if Apple is smart, there's going to be a Ted Lasso integration 
in the next season. <laughs> and a lot of people are tweeting about it. I want to. I don't want to steal jokes, but someone said that uh, there's going to be a season where Ted Lasso comes to manage in the USA, but quits after the first day when he learns about Gam. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then someone else said season three is going to end with Ted Lasso taking the head coaching job at Sporting Kansas City, so can be, he can be close to his kid. And I think there's uh, listen, MLS needs like notability. I think that there are yeah. there are a lot of problems with MLS. Lots of I mean, from beyond like our like prescription, our, our view from being a fan, but it's it lacks dynamic stories a lot of times. It lacks villains. It lacks mm-hmm. uh, uh, players that sort of break through to the celebrity tier. Like a lot of other leagues have that sort of thing. And, you know, real fans, real fans are like, that stuff is dumb. I don't care about that. I just want the games to be good. Okay, that's fine. Uh, however, <laughs> sports is also entertainment. And, and there's a reason why MLS TV ratings have been in the garbage toilet for as long as MLS has been a thing. The fact that... MLS was able to secure a deal for $2.5 billion at minimum from Apple is says a lot of things about a lot of things, but it doesn't say much about that. That number is not because these games are so awesome to watch on TV and because there's a huge audience. There is not the so look at uh, Pablo's Twitter feed from the last four years. And he always sort of shares what beats it. And it, it's like, uh, it's like a, a corn, a cornhole tournaments on ESPN four beat. Uh, MLS games all the time. So the problem, there's lots of problems. The problem, all the problems I said about sort of, you know, where, why it's not entertaining, the production quality is poor or at least uh, uneven. Some of the atmospheres are better than the others. So all those things need money to fix and and they're going to do that. You needed a partner who was not going to prioritize any of their other properties over MLS. That's something you're only going to get in Apple. Apple's a perfect partner for that. ESPN has everything, right? They've got 9,000 leagues of just in soccer. And there's no way when it comes down to, they're going to look at, they're going to rank order who, like what games get watched the most. And that's where we're going to spend our marketing dollars. That makes the most sense. So what do we pay the most for? That's what we're going to do. ESPN almost felt like they were doing MLS a favor for, for holding all their games. And they'd be like, yeah, they're all on there. It's fine. Uh, but <clears throat> Apple has more money than God. And they have no, they had no like centerpiece. They have MLB games on Friday and we can talk about that for a second too, but they had no over the air or on top service that was exclusive to them that they owned that could, they could be the unique home of X and and that's awesome. So MLS gets a position of power and a position of prominence that they would not get on any other platform. Apple is integrated in they're vertically integrated in so many ways technologically uh, uh different applications and news they're international and i think it's sort of as, as mentioned in the athletic article say we get a player from columbia that comes to mls apple has the ability to reach out into that community but like they know they know who they're they know who you are and what you what you're into uh they could they have Apple's in Colombia. Apple can and sort of like uh, highlight MLS in that country to sort of bring attention to it internationally. That it's being broadcast worldwide raises its profile. It's just it's it's uh, I don't want to say it's a on alloyed on ambiguous win with no downsides because there's always some downsides to everything. Uh, like for instance, potentially Dave Johnson. You're not going to have DCUnited.com slash live anymore. That's going to be gone. Uh, so you're going to, and I think, you know, we were in our, everyone talks in our DC United discord sort of about like, remember flow sports and trying to watch the game on a bar in a bar TV with a fire stick. Yeah. 
this is a similar situation. Apple TV is not, there will be a games linear broadcast on ESPN, but it's not as easy. But I think at the end, you make up for that. I think, I think in the end, I think in the end, you sort of are able to find, uh, you're able to create more in-depth fans. Ted, what were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that the drawbacks the drawbacks are there. Uh, it's another, as people have stated, uh, I've had some interactions with some DC fans. You know, they're like, I don't want to pay for another another service. It's another service I have to pay money for. I'm already paying for the six or seven, so I can follow my German team, my Italian team, my English team. Which team matters more to you? you know? I guess is your is your German <laughs> team more important than your local team? That's up to you, man. No, and that's and that's. I mean, it, you're more than within your right to do this. I think I think Apple TV would be smart to potentially consider a cheaper option where you sign up for it and you can basically <clears throat> in the settings say, just give me all the DC games. That's all I care about. That's all I want to watch. Don't give me any other content. I don't need any of the ancillary content. I don't care about that. I just want to watch DC games. And honestly, I think that should be an option. I think they'd be smart to consider that. Uh, one thing interesting thing about this is season ticket holders will get this access uh, with their season tickets, which I think is a smart, for three obvious years. move you make for three years. Three years? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was forever, but um, it is. It is start out for the three years, so that's good. That's a very, very good thing. I think to give that as a perk um, to 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 access this content. Um, I, I think you talk about you know they need to nail this. Um, they need to nail this, and I think the bar thing is interesting. Obviously, I'm sure teams will still have watch parties. They'll still have areas to go to watch the game uh but you're gonna it's gonna have to be more closely related with bars uh here in the rich and you know when i go back to the richmond area uh there's one bar that i think will probably go ahead and do it because they've sort of set themselves up uh it's gus's bar and grill in in uh in richmond uh but i can't necessarily go to my uh you know local buffalo wild wings or someplace like that to watch the game so i think that is that is a certain drawback and i think something that um that should be considered that that will definitely be considered um, but overall, I think from a perspective of the the p- things people complain about, blackouts, everything like that, uh, they do have to nail this. Like first week has to be nailed. And I think it's a good thing that this has been signed with a year that they have to plan this out. They can make the hires. Uh, and the fact also MLS is producing this, I think is good. Um, app, I trust Apple to handle this better than Flow Sports. Uh, but it doesn't mean that, if, I mean, this is a disaster week one. Uh, you know, that's going to be the leading story everywhere. MLS MLS fans can't watch their team or, you know, there's network issues and everything like that. So I think from a perspective, uh, this has to be if this goes off, you know, as well as it, as well as it can or flawlessly, then um, uh, then I then I think then it, then it'll be a good thing. All, but if it's bad, all the good all the goodwill and all the excitement will be evaporated very quickly. And this becomes a an even more disastrous flow sports. <laughs> I think from a technical standpoint, we won't have problems. I think you may have uh style issues potentially people maybe don't like the way it's presented mm-hmm. and they'll have i mean there will be undoubtedly people that complain about that that's fine okay but i, I think you know well it's a, we got a long time to wait it's a good bit of news i think for the league uh and it gives them an opportunity to reach to reach new fans then that, that that was not happening on fox and espn and they've tried and tried and tried and tried so good for them and i think yeah. good for good for the teams good for the players the players get a cut of this they get more with this than they would have on any other deal. So it's a good story. Yeah. And I, I think it's important too for negotiations that they had to ha- had to make this deal. Um, and I think um, hopefully hopefully in 10 years, uh, it'll seem like a bargain 
for 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 Apple TV. Ten years, by the way, on this deal. So, and I think that's another thing I like is for the next ten years, presumably if they don't rip up this contract or something doesn't happen, uh, you know exactly where you're going to be able to watch uh, DC United games or your local team. And I think that that's uh, that's really really important. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what the quality is going to be like too, because there's been a lot of complaints. Um, I think, uh, honestly, uh, NBC Sports Washington has done a fantastic job as far as broadcast quality for DC. The games have looked fantastic. Um, but yeah, I hope they use the cool. Alrighty. I hope they use that cool like 4K d- Boca shallow depth of field uh, camera that they use. <laughs> I love it. They're using it on everything yeah. now. I think that's good. And one, before we go, congrats to Ben Olson for his TV debut uh, in the U.S. game last week. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he did well. I forgot about that. Uh, congrats to him. I don't know if he's going to keep doing it, but everybody has wanted to see him on TV for a while. I'd like to see him drop by DC. I don't know. I think it's a little fresh still, but I think I'd be interested to have his thoughts on uh, on that in the booth. Him and Mark Ingram hanging out. Yep. Him and Mark Ingram hanging out. That'd be fun. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode of United 96 here on the RFP Refugees Network. If you listen on our live show again, stick around. We got some spirit talk coming up. Less, less, less fun spirit talk, but some interesting stuff thrown in. So um, stick around for that. We listen to RFP Refugees Podcast. Or sorry, yeah, United 96 on the RFP Refugees Podcast Network. We'll catch you guys next week with an actual game to Woo-hoo. talk about. Vamos. Vamos.